0: It's conference season, which means I get to meet tons of you and have the privilege of answering loads of science questions. Today, we're going to chat about the second most frequent question I get. Hi, I'm Paige Hudson from the Tips for Homeschool Science show, where we're breaking down the lofty concepts in science into building blocks you can use in your homeschool. Which should I use, living books, encyclopedias, or textbooks? It's the second question I typically get at conferences. The most common question I get is, do I have to do experiments? But we already chatted about that way back in episode 19. As I've said before, your plan for science education needs to have three keys. Hands-on scientific tests. You can do things like experiments, demonstrations, or nature studies to fill this. The second thing is keeping a record. Basically, you need to have your students keep a written record of what they've learned. And finally, you need to gather information. Your students need to be aware of the facts in science. But is there a set place or resource that you have to use to teach science? Are textbooks the only real way to learn about this subject? Heavens no! The great thing about homeschooling is that we have a multitude of options we can use to create a unique plan for our students, one that will meet them exactly where they are and maximize their potential to learn about science. Our students should be consuming some type of science-related information at least twice a week throughout the year. As I said before, you don't have to use textbooks to teach science, and this is especially true during the elementary and middle school years. So what can we use then? We can use living books. Living books for science are just like living books for history. They have a scientific fact woven into an interesting storyline. These resources are written by someone with a passion for the material, which allows the author to pull the reader into the story. Then, he or she presents scientific facts in such a way that the student hardly realizes they're learning. It's a fantastic way to learn about science. Living books work best when you want to use a less traditional approach to teaching science, or when your students are more of the creative type, or when you want to make science fun. We can also use children's encyclopedias. A good children's science encyclopedia is packed with facts in a visually appealing way. They cover a broad range of topics in a systematic manner, which can work wonderfully for some students. Plus, these resources make it easy to cover a good amount of material in a year. Science encyclopedias work best when you want a more traditional approach without using a textbook, or when your student prefers a more visual approach, or when you want to just present the facts. We can also use online articles and videos. We live in the digital age, which means that we have access to a ton of information at our fingertips. There are articles on the latest scientific advancements, video lectures from top experts, and much more, all available at the click of a button. We can even watch scientists on the International Space Station! All this to say that the internet can be a good source of scientific information. Just make sure you preview the places before you send your students there, and make sure you use a trusted source. Online articles and videos work best when you want to add a digital component to your science plans, or when your students are really tech-savvy, or when you want science to be a multimedia experience. Finally we can use textbooks. I do think that textbooks are valuable resources at the right time and place in your student's educational journey, especially when it comes to high school. I believe that textbooks definitely have a place as these resources will cover the information your student needs to know in a systematic, well-organized manner, which is beneficial, especially during those high school years. Textbooks work best when you plan to put your kids back in school eventually, or when your students prefer just the facts, or when you want to use a more traditional approach to teaching science in your school. So how do you decide which resource you should use? Well, you can use a combination of all the options, or you can pick the one that suits your family's needs the best. Here are a few questions to help you decide. Ask yourself, what would I prefer to use? And what would my student prefer to use? What have we enjoyed learning from in the past? What are my goals for science? And what do I need to prepare them for? As you can see there are no clear-cut right or wrong answers here. The type of resource you choose will depend largely upon your goals and your preferences. Some of you will prefer just the facts, so things like textbooks, articles, and encyclopedias will fit the bill. Some of you will prefer a bit of excitement as you learn, and living books, current event articles, and videos are great options for this. Some of you will prefer a more visual presentation, so things like encyclopedias, videos, and library books will all work well for you. Whatever you choose, make sure you are sharing some sort of science information with your students about twice a week. Keep that in mind, and you can't go wrong with living books, encyclopedias, online resources, or textbooks. Thanks for listening, and I hope you have a great week playing with science. Hi, Paige here again. My passion is to help educators around the world teach science to their students. It's the main reason for why we do the Tips for Homeschool Science show, but we offer so much more beyond this podcast. I share tips for science and science activities at elementalscience.com, at sassafrasscience.com, and at elementalblogging.com. On top of that, I've written more than 30 award-winning books and programs to help you teach science in your home. These easy-to-use plans and customized student pages will make teaching science a snap. Head on over to elementalscience.com to learn more.